welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. Today, we are doing things a little differently again. Uh, last time, we had a little bonus episode talking about the ultimatum Queer Love on Netflix, and we're going to continue talking about that because Netflix released the second four episodes on Wednesday. So we're going to talk about that a little bit for you now. Yeah, and I'm Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cheyenne. And I think we both like rewatched the first four two in mm -hmm. pre preparation um, and then kind of leading it in. I'll, is there any follow up you want to say on those things before we get into the newer episodes? Yeah. So I was when I rewatched the first four, I was thinking about like the whole Tiff situation a little differently and about how Tiff said that their dog was like a little bit older. And thinking about it from that perspective, I kind of think the reason that Tiff's reaction seems so extreme to us is maybe like my dog's getting older. I don't know how many more nights I can sleep in bed. Like, what if this is our last night together mm. and like something happens to my dog and I lose my dog and I like regret it because, you know, this person, this person didn't really want to sleep in bed with the dog. Um, and I get that as someone who has had an older dog before. I, th I think the issue with it is that Tiff didn't know how to communicate that they were having that experience. If that was, you know, their internal monologue, maybe that's just me projecting, but that's kind of how I took it was like, you're not getting that, like this dog means so much to me. And I don't know how many, how much longer I'm going to have this dog. And I don't think they communicated it properly at all, if that was the case, but I thinking of it from that perspective. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it is a communication thing because even if somebody, I mean, it doesn't even have to be the dog thing, right? If anybody wants something and it's like a boundary, it's really important to them. Number one, that should have maybe been communicated before they were trial wives. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we said mm -hmm. that last time, but also they went from zero to 100 like in so fast. And I don't think that Sam was saying no. Mm -hmm. Sam was saying, like, let's have a discussion. And then Tiff didn't really let it be a discussion. They just went right to like anger. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Watching then the next four episodes. I mean, if, if we could just go right in on Tiff's kind of storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, last time I kind of went in on Tiff not being my favorite. Uh, my tune has totally changed because I think they have evolved so much. Mm -hmm. And that's in one way in this like weird format of the show. I actually think that Tiff and Sam really benefited from being together and being kind of opposites of their partner where Ozzy leaves and Tiff goes at it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, Mildred comes at it and Sam is calm and, and the way that they had this total difference in the way that people perceive things I think because they had this explosive fight Sam and Tiff actually had communication afterwards that led to Tiff I think seeing like there was even a point where they said when I have the reaction where I start tearing up and raising my voice that hurt you and and Sam just really nicely nodded and I feel like that was such a breakthrough that Tiff can take back to Mildred. And I, I think they have. I think Mildred, unfortunately, and I'll wait to get into that in a minute, but I don't think Mildred got the opportunity to grow as much because of her time being cut short. But I still think there's enough growth that I'm hoping I'm actually rooting for them. I was yeah. so not rooting for them in the beginning, just mainly because of the breakup thing. At this point, I'm actually really rooting for Tiff and Mildred. And 
so much of that is attributed to Tiff's growth. So are they my favorite? I don't know. They're not my least favorite anymore. I'll tell you that's for sure. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder if Tiff got the zero to 100 edit and maybe it wasn't really as explosive as it seemed. And it was just edited that way uh, because it, it did seem like a very quick turnaround with not much like happening in between those scenes fair to see that um if that makes sense um so I definitely agree with that like I am leaving the next four episodes liking Tiff a little bit better than I did in the first four uh but like I do wonder if it was the edit that was given or like are we missing like a whole chunk of conversation where Tiff either didn't know how to communicate the situation didn't want to get vulnerable wasn't ready to get vulnerable with Sam like that like were we missing something and that's why it seemed so explosive uh or maybe they're just used to things going that that quickly with Mildred Mm -hmm. that they expected that pattern to be repeated elsewhere Mm -hmm. and then and maybe because Sam didn't immediately meet Tiff where they were at the way Mildred would maybe that's why Tiff got to see kind of like how extreme that reaction was even if we did maybe you know it's edited we aren't unaware of the fact that this is a tv show that is being Mm -hmm. produced for us but I do think that having the lack of reaction from Sam versus the equally probably extreme reaction from Mildred is how Tiff was able to be like, whoa, hold on. Am I like, am I the problem? Am I the drama? Is it me? (laughs) Yeah. And I think obviously it's like a mixture of both Sam and Mildred and the way their communication and attachment styles and all of those things combined, because I definitely relate to that. Like I kind of relate to Mildred with like the abandonment issues and like, yeah, feeling like I need to like break up with someone to like protect myself because it's not going to work out for one reason or another. And it's kind of like being able to predict the outcome without just like living and being in this relationship and not knowing what's going to happen, you know? Um, And I feel like in the past I've been with partners where it's been a bit more toxic like that versus my current partner who is very like grounded and like of we were course. talking about what characters we would compare ourselves to. And I compared her to Sam because she is very like grounded and open and willing to talk about things and very like rational. Whereas I can be a bit impulsive at times and it hasn't always worked out for me. So I'm like learning how to like, you know, be more level-headed with her. Well, and on the opposite end for the Sam or anyone who relates to Sam, mm-hmm. what Sam, I think, is taking from this is learning how to speak up and not just enable or be a people pleaser, mm-hmm. which is a great thing for Sam. Now, if we can kind of go into the Aussie and Mildred of things, it is so unfortunate that Sam had all this growth and I am just not seeing it from Aussie. In fact, Last time Tiff was my least favorite and now Ozzy is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I know Vanessa's the villain and whatever, but the frustration that I get from watching Ozzy walk away time and time again, first with Mildred and then so many times with Sam, that was so frustrating to me that it's it wasn't fun to watch or like entertaining or it just yeah. felt it hurt. It felt like it was sad. Oh. It felt like exploitative to watch Aussie break down like that and to watch like the pain and the lack of like processing and like all the realizations. And it just like, I know like the 
like not being willing to engage in confrontation sure. and stuff like that it can be cultural um and it can also be like familial and so there could be lots of like factors yep. that go into this so like I do feel for Aussie but I also feel for Sam and I feel feel for Mildred like I feel for everyone in this scenario that is trying to like navigate these ways that we're conditioned by like society and our family and everyone around us versus like yeah how everything else says how we should be you know what I mean like at first I was like come on Aussie like get it together you're like 40 but then I was like <laughs> you know what like I don't know I don't know it's hard I, I mean, feel like it's hard to speak on because it's I don't know the exact situation you're de I definitely agree with you on some level I think I'm still a little bit more on the like not even you're 40 like just more like come on like people have mm -hmm. given you so much space and room and for Aussie to look at Sam number one and say I just you're not a safe space for me yet it was so unfair and I'm yeah. so glad that Sam has the words to say well that isn't something I should hear especially when there's been so much grace given and so much safe space created. And even Sam said, I've bended over backwards to create this safe space. What's so unfortunate is that Mildred and Ozzy had an initial blow up that almost mirrored, not quite, but almost mirrored what Tiff and Sam had. And Mildred sat back down at that table and everyone's giving Mildred, I think a little bit of a hard time because they're like, she's always at a hundred, but like, she sat down at that table, I think, fully ready to actually talk it out with Ozzy. And Ozzy, you can see, is like looking uncomfortably at the cameras. And Mildred has to say, as a reminder, we both signed up for this. And mm -hmm. the way that Ozzy walks out was such an ick to me. And then Ozzy doesn't even come back to be like, let's follow up. Ozzy comes back to pack and get the fuck out, which robs Mildred of her experience. So I think that her and like Mildred and Tiff had to work a little harder in a way than if Mildred had gotten the full three weeks and experience and growth and everything. And you can tell that Ozzy didn't really take any of that with Sam because Ozzy just leaves again and again. And that's what's so frustrating to me is that there's been so much grace given. And when Ozzy is breaking down and saying, like, what about me? I'm like, huh what how can you be saying that yeah what well, that's about why I Sam? Think there's something like like I don't want to make excuses for Aussie because I do my I feel for Sam no, play devil's advocate too. by all means no, for you, sure. no, I I feel like it was obviously like triggering some and I, I mean some people don't like the word triggering but activating something else was going on that like it totally. was like a pattern that maybe Aussie doesn't even remember or fully like know but like Aussie's body knows and it just seemed like mm. something else was playing out that wasn't necessarily what was actually going on but it was like activating some deeper traumatic experience or just like painful experience that they were like living through in this current like relationship dynamic and what was going on because it didn't really like add up and I don't know if we were getting the full story I just saw a lot of maybe like, and it didn't um it didn't really coincide and like you would hope that Aussie and Sam are trying to meet each other and I I am also very very happy to see Sam's growth like I like to yeah. see Sam more assertive uh so it it is hard to like watch Aussie not be able to meet 
Sam where Sam is now. But like, I don't know. It just felt like something else, something deeper was going on there. Especially with like not being fully out. Like there seems like to be a lot of unprocessed shit. For sure. And I'll say this. It is probably hard to be going through this with cameras and a spotlight totally on you. So I do. I'm not like totally uh, unsympathetic, but I just feel like if Ozzy was willing to do the growth, it could be so great. And I Mm -hmm. don't think we're going to get it, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And like, are you rooting for the two of them as a couple? I'm not quite sure that I am mostly because I don't think marriage is the next step for the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how Sam stayed in that relationship this long to begin with. And, and then like, I know she, it just seems that she's been like a people pleaser and just starting to like advocate for herself. But I feel like they've probably had some of these conversations in some capacity. And like, you think if you hear like, you're not, I don't feel safe with you at a certain point. It's like, will you ever feel safe with me? Are you taking steps to feel safer? Like, are you working on yourself? Can we work on this relationship in other ways? I don't know. It just, I don't know. I do want something else for Sam and I would like it to be, um, Aussie, like stepping up to the plate a little bit, but I don't know if that's what's going to happen. (laughs) When when Sam was like, why are you calling me mate? And then Ozzy was like, I don't know, mate. That mm, would have been it for me. That, That's where yeah. I would have been like, and yeah. we're done here. Wrap it up. Yeah. And I am not getting engaged. That would have been because it's so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand if you're having a response. Leaving is also disrespectful, but like, oh, that was like icky. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing where Aussie like left the room and Sam went after Aussie and was like, you're just going to walk away. You're leaving. Like that's a big thing for me. And in past relationships, I've had to have yep. my partner be like, I need to like take a break for 15 minutes and then I'll come back and we can talk because then the person who's being walked away from doesn't feel abandoned. And you're like planning to reconvene. And I feel like just getting up and walking away and not saying anything just makes the situation worse. And I know it's kind of hard to like think about saying that in the moment, but I feel like that's definitely something that should have been done there. And it was like sad to see Sam trailing after Aussie, but it seems seems like Sam's given Aussie a lot of grace and maybe wouldn't have gone after Aussie up, up until now. So I was happy to see that she was kind of advocating for her needs. I, yeah, I don't know that, um, an engagement should be what's next. Yeah. But what do you we'll think about see. Tiff and Tiff and Mildred? Do you think they will end up together? Um, I'm definitely hoping for it, especially after their conversation on the beach about like Mildred's son and how like their life would look and the dogs and stuff like it felt very much like they were at a good place, but mm-hmm. The thing of it is, is I feel like one small fight can set them back so far that I hope that the growth is enough for them, but I'm kind of rooting for them and I'm kind of hoping so. And I'm kind of thinking so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it could go either way at this point, but I would like to see them together because I know Mildred has abandonment issues, but Tip does keep coming back. So hopefully that's like proof to her that she's not going or they're not going anywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who should we talk about next? Okay. I have a question for you. So I, I think mm-hmm. I briefly mentioned this towards the beginning and I, I posted a TikTok and a reel 
comparing myself to Lexi and Yoli because that's who my partner told me I remind her of. Um, And someone commented on the, I think it was on Instagram and said, yeah, except Yoli's a bad person. And I wasn't really getting that vibe from Yoli. I I was wondering what you were thinking after the second. I'm thinking maybe this person thinks like, kind of being able to like switch up, like fall for a new person too quickly or like maybe kind of like gold digger vibes with the like, (laughs) oh, the financial planning bank account stuff, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think Yoli has like some rose tinted glasses on and is like, this person is ready to offer me what I want in life and like can see a future with Xander. Whereas with Mal, I think things have been up in the air a little bit more and are still up in the air. So Yoli's just like fantasizing and idealizing and putting Xander on a pedestal. And obviously it's all like the new relationship energy. I don't know. I think they should just be non-monogamous. I'm getting non-monogamous vibes from them. And at first I was really like, Mal does not care. Like Mal was like, okay, like tell me what's going on. It was like very They made a joke. And then all of a sudden very (laughs) not chill. Um, And like later down the line seemed not as chill about it but I was getting like you can love more than one person vibes and I kind of get that from Mal too talking about more than one soulmate but also Mal's friends said they're very friendly so I don't know I guess it could go either way what do you what do you think about the whole situation I definitely don't think that Yoli is a bad person I actually don't think Yoli Mal or Xander have necessarily like done anything wrong up until Mm -hmm. this point aside from like Wait, what do you think Lexi did wrong? What did Lexi do? What do you mean? I just, no, oh. I don't. You just, you just said that. So I was oh, like, actually, I do think Lexi's done a lot wrong, actually. <gasps> oh, okay, if you want okay. me to jump right into okay, that, no, we that's can, totally we can, jump into, we can jump into it later. I, I'm curious, though. Okay, wait. Well, my, my point wasn't that everybody besides those people, okay. like, didn't okay. do anything wrong. Okay. Like, more like Vanessa in this, in the, this, like, four situation. Like, I mm. exclude Vanessa from the maturity conversation here because I yeah. can't say that the way she's acting is mature, which no put a pin in that. But with with Yoli, Mal and Xander, I actually think they're all handling it pretty maturely. I don't think that at the end of the day, Mal wants to be non-monogamous. I think it was kind of like a threesome joke more than even though she was like, oh, can we all be married? I think it was just a joke. Yeah, no, I think it was like more than that joke though. Like I got the, like that was a joke, but there was like other times that I was like, I'm feeling kind of like we're already non-monogamous vibes, but we're like playing up the jealousy and hurt for the show. With Yoli? Yeah. Oh, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Okay. I kind of was like, are they non-monogamous? Like what's going on here? Like, I feel like Mal was just like, yeah, what's up? But then like, obviously. No, here's why I don't think that whatsoever. (laughs) Here's why I don't think that could because Mal said two insecurities. The first one Mm -hmm. being that Yoli was going to be with a white person. Mm -hmm. And that's not like something you just say when you're like non-monogamous because you would have had to have had those discussions about like not even like boundaries of what kind of person you can date, but just like Mm -hmm. insecurities. And Mm -hmm. number two, another insecurity is that Mal said that Yoli falls for anybody. So she doesn't feel any different. Those aren't the kind of conversations that non-monogamous people are having at all. Mm -hmm. Like I could be totally wrong, but that was my perspective on it. I think that Yoli, I think Mal wasn't wrong in saying that Yoli falls fast and is very Mm -hmm. like 
easily sees the great in people and is infatuated with people and gets protective and all this stuff. So here, I kind of think that Yoli and Mal, there wasn't like anything glaringly wrong in their relationship. However, some of the things that Mal says about Yoli and like confessionals and things make me think like y'all don't quite like even if you love each other you don't quite like each other as much as you think you do especially when mm. Mal was like you mean you don't have anything to say about Yoli and all her sass yeah. and this and yeah. that like I can't imagine saying those things about my like if somebody spent you know even like a vacation with my girlfriend and was like complaining I would be like what do you mean she's yeah. perfect she you don't even like, know her <laughs> yeah I can't imagine wanting somebody to talk shit about That's the true. person that I love. Yeah. And so yeah. that was a big red flag. Not in, not in like, a, like I still, again, think Mal's very mature, mm -hmm. but to me, that signals that their relationship isn't as quite as great as like, yeah. wait, not to was. play devil's advocate again, but no, please. Mal, Mal is also a Virgo and you know, they're nitpicky as fuck and like are looking at the flaws, but at the same time are like, how can I make you better? So I, <laughs> I wonder if, uh, <laughs> That maybe that doesn't pair well with isn't Yoli a Leo who's gonna just be like loving and warm and affectionate yeah. and like see the remember. great in people like optimistic yeah. I don't you yeah. know I did kind of get optimistic like seeing the good in people vibes from Mal when Lexi was talking about how Vanessa's out to get her and Mal was like why like why do you think she's out to get you because Vanessa was 100%. Okay, I won't say 100% because I don't know for sure but 99% out to get her like that was calculated she's that was she's all calculated. not out to get her is wait you, you don't she think she is that? or isn't you think that vanessa is is doing all these things just to get to lexi no but i think i think like the having sex with ray when she's not romantically sexually i don't think that had anything to, her, to do with lexi why do you why do you think she had sex with her like you think she just wanted to like feel wanted i think that she was in a relationship for four years and having sex with someone yeah, new was exciting true. i would have done the same that's fucking true. thing and honestly not to go at bat for vanessa mm -hmm. but I do not understand why Lexi came at her so hard. And I think that was so, and this is where I think this was so wrong of Lexi to totally put Ray's business on blast yeah. without involving her in the conversation to yeah. talk so like vulgarly. And she like pushed Vanessa into corners of saying things and then goes back to Ray being like, this is the person who looked me dead in the eye and told me what you did with your yeah. hands. Lexi, you did. You poked, poke, 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 poke until Vanessa just was like, it wasn't just me. Like I and mm -hmm. like, that's the thing is that we no one was in that room. And if you want to have that conversation, have it with Ray to do that in the table mm -hmm. in front of everybody, not even like pulling Vanessa to the side, putting it in front of everybody where Ray's not there. And then when Vanessa goes back and tells Ray what happened, Ray is like, wow, I'm so uncomfortable. And yeah. I would be, I mean, I, like, I would, I understand that because I think Lexi is so obsessed with Vanessa that mm -hmm. it's going to ruin her and Ray. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because she was going to pick Vanessa first or if she's just threatened by her. Yeah. Or maybe it is all just the motives thing, but it's affected her time with Mal. It's affecting her relationship with Ray. It's affecting her edit on the show. Mm -hmm. It's affecting everything yeah. because she cannot let it go. And yeah. I can't fucking stand <laughs> it. I could definitely see it affecting the rest of her time with Mal like it like went so downhill after all of that yeah. shit went down like the and I think Mal started to be like uh -huh, you are 24 aren't you yeah and I'm 36 yeah. and I'm yeah. starting to see this now because <laughs> yeah. like I don't think 
like Mal obviously had a lot of jealousy with what mm-hmm. was going on with the Yoli and Xander situation. And she gave Yoli so much grace and trust because of like, uh, the, it just like the format of the experience. And mm-hmm. I feel like Lexi can't even think about anything besides yeah. her hatred for Vanessa. I totally see where you're coming with all of that. I don't, I just, I also get, and I don't know if it's like the way it was edited and stuff, but I also get like the, she was like trying to have fun. She had been in a relationship, all of that for four years. But I do think like the fact that it was going to piss Lexi off was like a little sprinkled bonus for her. Like, I don't think that wasn't thought about in the scenario, especially since she was really gunning for it, it seemed like. And Ray wasn't as like, she obviously said she, it was consensual. Like she was a willing participant, but she didn't seem like she was like, oh, I can't like keep my hands and eyes off her. You know what I mean? Like versus like Xander and Yoli who were kind of like brimming with sexual tension the entire time. Yeah. Just like, I I don't, I think sex means different things to different people Mm -hmm. and sex doesn't always mean as much to me, like depending on the situation. So I kind of think that no matter who Vanessa ended up with, she Mm -hmm. was going to do that. I think no matter who she ended up with, she wanted to have sex with that person. I think if things hadn't gone south, it would have been Lexi. And I think Mm -hmm. they would have had sex if like, everything hadn't happened the way it did. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just like not fun to watch Lexi obsess because even even in there when they debriefed from the group hangout thing, mm-hmm. Ray was like so upset because she was like, I thought we actually had like a great night and you're so upset because I made like fucking what intense eye contact with this person. Yeah, that was and then she goes in, in her confessional is like she's ruining our she's letting her hatred for Vanessa affect our relationship. And I think I don't think they're going to end up together literally as a result. And I think Lexi, I don't know, maybe is in a totally different place now in life because it was like two years ago. But in that moment when it doesn't work out, I think when she first watches it back, she's got to feel a little like, oh, okay, I really did hyper focus on Mm -hmm. Vanessa for for what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think, think Vanessa's sitting around parents. being like, how can I fuck over Lexi? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Probably, probably not. Um, what do about you her think? Parents, though? Oh, <laughs> I felt, I don't know. I also just felt like the whole, like every conversation with Lexi's parents, it was like super charged and awkward. And my girlfriend thought they were hired parents. They're like, that's not, those aren't really, parents. they were hired. Why? I don't know. She was just kidding, but oh, because they like the dad, the dad like didn't really didn't say, say much. He said really two words. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said two words total. He's like hired yeah. dad. I, but they, they did kind of say, I don't know that you're like ready for this. Like, do you understand? And I think that was really telling. I think all the friends and family coming in are really telling. Um, even like back to like Mal and Yoli, like when Mal and Yoli are having that conversation that kind of goes south because of yeah, Alexander's finances and things. Mm-hmm. I don't actually, like, yes, does Yoli have rose colored glasses on for sure. But I think that conversation was more about she's trying to find any reason to not be with Mal at this point. Oh, you think and I don't think that there's a good enough reason yet, but I don't think she I think that it was already kind of gone when they started this and Mm -hmm. it was like a last straw, like last last ditch effort. And then when Xander came into the picture, I don't think she was going to end up back. I don't think she's going to end up back with Mal and in the previews and like, okay, so the end of the last episode, we see like, you know, the cliffhanger is Mal and Yoli. 
-hmm. And we see Yoli's dress. And then we see her in that dress also with Xander. And I just can't imagine that they get engaged. And then she what goes and talks to Xander. Like, tells okay, Xander. now that we're engaged, I have to go tell Xander. Yeah. And then I'm going to kiss them while we do that after I just got engaged. And we're going to like hug yeah. and kiss really intimately. Like, so that already I feel mm. like is kind of telling me, like, I know they end it with like Yoli sitting there crying, but I think that's going to be after her and Mal don't end up together. And then they you're I don't think her and Yoli are going. I mean, I don't think her and Xander are going to like get engaged right away or anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little extreme anyway. Like, why do you have to just either pick to get engaged to this person you've known for three years yeah. versus three weeks? But I do <laughs> think that they're going to try and like date. I don't think she's going to end up with Mal purely because of the preview. Yeah, I will be really disappointed if Xander decides to go back to Vanessa. And me too. Like, you can just tell Vanessa's changing the tune because Vanessa wants to be chosen. And even her dad calls her but out. I was her just going to say, but how about her dad yeah. saying the realest thing anyone's actually said to her the whole time? <laughs> Knock off Steve Jobs knew what he was saying. My jaw <laughs> was like out. fully on the floor because I was like, Yo, this is your dad, dude. And he he's knows so her. right. He knows he's her. so right. And he's speaking mm -hmm. also from experience. Yeah. And she was not willing to listen. She can't think about anything besides her ego. And I think that even she said like, oh, even with my exes, I've just been offered so much unconditional love. I think that's true. And I think that she's been kind of like as maybe as maybe even as a byproduct, a little narcissistic. Like, I don't know if like what the chicken or egg, like what came first. But I think the moment Xander started to slip away for real, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. Come back, come back, come back, come back. Mm -hmm. And it's like gross to see, especially yeah. the like fucking say it back, Xander. And Xander's crying like me, too. I'm like, she doesn't want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Like screaming at the TV, like, stop yeah. forcing it. Yeah. She was like, tell me what kind of sex you had. Like, tell me what you did. Tell me. And then she's like, right. and then I'm going to, I'm going to come sit on your lap now. And like, I hated that. I don't know. That was so weird. I don't know. It just, it's like very, it so manipulative. Obvious. It's so, yeah. It's like, oh, I, I don't didn't know actually like think you were going to like anyone. Use, but like, I think manipulative can be like, a wide array of things and like I think it is manipulation because she's manipulating Xander to like want to be with her want to choose her because she came there and I, I don't know if you caught on that Lexi said this but she said um she told me that like she's always wanted to be an actress like this will be a great like acting experience like experience for her to get into acting and I think she came thought like oh this is a fun little thing to do like I get to act I get to be on tv my partner no way they're gonna find anyone but me they're asexual except for me so I have nothing to worry about and then when it comes back that oh you did have some stuff to worry about Vanessa I think Vanessa was like oh shit but do you think they could end up getting engaged at the end of this like do you think that's a real possibility or do you think you see Xander either leaving alone or going with Yoli. I am, I'm, I could be wrong and I'll eat my words if I am, but I am pretty confident that they are not going to get engaged mm -hmm. and not even be, not because of the preview this time, but because of the communication that Xander's having with Vanessa, I feel like I feel like it is true that Xander's having kind of a hard time letting go, which to be fair, you spent four years with this person. I do understand that. Mm -hmm. And there's like a time limit, right? So like, 
it's almost like, you know what it is? It's almost like graduation eyes. Like if you know it's going to end, I think you're willing to put up with a couple things because it's Settle not a little forever. Bit. Yeah. And you like, I think that in Xander's head, because she's even said a couple of times, like it's not decision day. I don't have to pick right now. Mm-hmm. And I think she kind of knows it would be awkward in between if she does yeah. that. And yeah. I think it's almost like wanting a like a peaceful last whatever with yeah. Vanessa, which I, I don't think. Xander's like a total villain for mm-hmm. I think that that's the format of the show honestly yeah and like, I don't think they're allowed to say like for sure what they're gonna choose before the end because what what would be the point of watching the finale if they all were like oh I'm gonna go with this person if Yoli and Xander <laughs> just run off away together right yeah. now yeah but like when they were together at that party I think that was so telling because you could just feel and I've been there before when you're like low-key obsessed with somebody and you're like kind of not maybe supposed to be around them or like you don't want to be too much or too obvious and then you like can't help but like sneaking over and stuff like I I get that and you could like feel it and even Mildred said that she could feel it and like they just wanted to be around each other and you uh and Xander even said like let's do this thing I can't she's not saying that to Vanessa and Yoli she's Mm -hmm. saying to Vanessa like I'm having a hard time coming back to you I'm trying I was guarded it's hard she's not saying like yeah she like she's more affirming to Yoli and that's why Mm -hmm. I don't that's why I'm confident saying that I think Yoli and Xander are going to end up dating for a bit like who knows if they're still together now but I think they're not getting engaged to their original partners yeah I think well first of all if Xander goes back to Vanessa I will be so bummed I feel like a lot of people will be disappointed but especially like after the whole experiment experiment like Vanessa hasn't change she's just like shown us more of what people didn't like in the first couple episodes so like if they did end up getting engaged I think either the engagement would get broken off or they would get married and divorced like I don't see it lasting long term at all I think it would all be about Vanessa kind of like winning and getting Xander and then kind of going off on her own way that's what I would be worried about if I was Xander like is this all talk especially Mm because there's like this tension in a day yeah pressure and I would be like is this even sustainable and I felt like the whole balloon ride and stuff like I think in Vanessa's head it's like these are gonna pull her back to me but I almost feel like Xander is thinking like oh these are some nice last moments with Vanessa at least and (laughs) I don't like hate I thought Vanessa was gonna propose I thought Vanessa was like gonna propose up there or like glued to it almost wasn't allowed to yeah and it was also giving me like have you ever heard that on like the bachelor and other reality dating shows they make them go do things that like get your adrenaline up because that like forms like connection yeah and I feel like it was kind of that like she probably knows that and she wanted to go kind of like scare Xander with heights back into her arms uh so I like I was like was that like more tactics probably like obviously it was but like I don't know what her angle was but I just was like please don't propose please don't propose the entire no, time. no I can definitely see that when they were sitting on the couch and Vanessa's like I feel like I lose you and then I I see like oh the way you say funky like there's my Xander and I get those little glimpses that to me was also very telling of like where she says I feel like I'm losing you like she knows that she's like so much trying to pull Xander back. And I feel like Xander's like, 
caught in this place where she doesn't know what to do or say or like what but I just I don't feel like Xander's energy is I'm about to get married engaged to you Mm -hmm. yeah at all (laughs) yeah I didn't feel I feel like you were playing devil's advocate for Vanessa like slightly slightly more in our first part but like I did kind of feel for her when Xander's friend was talking about how she's like fine to be around when you're just like at home chilling with her but it's like out in public or obviously on camera it's like up to a hundred and yeah I feel like everyone knows someone like that and I feel like not to like pathologize everything or like you know pull reasons out of thin air but like maybe she felt like she didn't get love as a child if unless she was like performing or she feels like who she really is isn't like good enough so she has to like put on an act and be the funniest and the most outgoing and the wittiest and loudest and you know like be all of these things where as like everyone probably would have liked her a lot better if she just chilled out a little bit and Mm -hmm. I I think she like felt like she had to like perform because she's on camera and I don't know how much that adds to the ego and all the other shit but I feel like there's something like deep down that makes her act that way if she really is like chill at home and I feel like obviously Xander that's probably how Xander sees Vanessa most of the time so she's probably not as like we're like why are you defending her like why do you like this person but we're probably seeing a completely different side to Vanessa so that made me feel a little bad for her because I'm like what was her childhood like or what what is her life like now where she feels like she has to like be this character to like get the kind of attention she wants Yeah. I also think that when she's nervous, she just smiles and laughs, which honestly I do also. Mm -hmm. And so when Lexi was grilling her about what her and Ray did and she kind of like laughs and they're like, why do you think this is funny? That wasn't to me, her laughing at the situation. That was her being like, I am so uncomfortable and don't know what to say. And it's coming out in a laugh because Mm -hmm. that's exactly, I don't like, I would have been like, I, I, like what? And it would have come out like as a laugh. And then they're all like, what do you like? I don't know. That was so again, that whole like little dinner was so gross to me in the way that it was approached. And I don't think it was fair that Ray wasn't a part of that conversation. And I don't think that the way Lexi's handled it with Ray has been fair at all, especially because Loki the last night with Mal and Lexi wasn't Lexi trying to fuck Mal. Isn't that what was happening there? was that I don't know I was I do I think she was like I'm ready to do that I'm ready to like do this with you and then Mal was so awkwardly like couldn't be further on the other side the body language was so real but I took that as Lexi was like it's our last night I'm feeling really romantic I want to go there with you and then Mal was like out of respect like that's not something I want to do and Mm -hmm. I (laughs) I think that if Mal had been like yeah let's do it then they would have had sex and then like I don't that's why I just think Lexi's being really hypocritical and maybe it's because she is I mean yes she's very mature but she's also young and hasn't had like yeah 10 years of dating experience the way you know Mal's probably had 16 years or more of dating experience like and you know Lexi might have had like five and I just think that kind of shows that she's I don't know not in the right space to actually like her parents said be ready mm-hmm. to get yeah she's like, so yes, young. she's mature but she's not where she thinks she is yeah yeah she's like mature for a 24 year old but like a tw- like 24 it's still like 
I don't know, you still have a lot of growing to do. I still have a lot of growing to do and I'm almost 28, like I'm 27 and I Yo, don't no, mature enough for marriage. Yeah, I did like that Mal didn't want to have sex with Lexi because they knew that it would cloud their judgment and like make everything trickier. I wonder though, if like not having sex just like made it more of like a friend thing. Like I wonder if there was still like, flirty romantic vibes like there were in the beginning or if they were just like you know we're like companions in this time like we're friends that's all it's gonna yeah. be but I do feel like sex would have made it a lot cloudier and I wonder how Yoli and Xander would have felt had they not had sex like would it be the same kind of scenario would they be like just like ready to go at it the entire time like I do like that Mal have the self-control to <laughs> not do that and see how it and went. that's part of why I think Mal's really mature and I think when Mal goes back like I think she knew that's not something that's gonna like serve me in this moment mm. in the long run and that's so self-aware and great you know of them to know that yeah. about themselves and then when they go back with Yoli I think that I I don't know if some of this is also ego of like I do want to step up for you because there's a risk of losing you mm-hmm. I don't think it's she like the way that Mal's going about it is not desperate the way that Vanessa's going about it. And that's almost why it kind of is sad. Like Mal's actually really showing up and trying to get them back on track. It's pretty healthy. Obviously she's going to have some frustrations along the way, but I think they handle it pretty well. I mean, yeah, she like kind of blows up and like, you know, hits the cabinet, but like if that's the worst that she's done, I don't think that she's handled it poorly just yet and that's what kind of makes it hard to watch is like I don't really know to be honest what is the best thing for any of them I don't Mm -hmm. think marriage is but like should they break up then I guess that's the point but therapy it's like I think that if if marriage wasn't like no but if marriage wasn't on the table I think maybe they could give it more time but because Mm -hmm. it if that's really like the pressure cooker of what you got to figure out then I don't think that they should because I I feel like they're just not at the spot yet I don't know yeah going back I know we kind of talked about them in the beginning but how about uh Tiff not wanting to hold Sam's hand and then like rolling over to be the little spoon in bed <laughs> that was so funny that was cute I, like, I was that like... moment was very like playful <laughs> friendly I, that's what like I don't think that they were gonna have some like crazy connection you know it's Sam and Tiff but I mm-hmm. think that their friendship was really endearing and that's why they were able to have that kind of like fun goofy moment and yeah, like I still think grow. Sam was willing to experiment a little but I I think it would have been just like for the heck of it mm-hmm. and no one's gonna grill her about it afterwards yeah I okay I just had this idea while you were talking what if Netflix came out with like a spinoff show called like the ultimatum couples therapy or like queer love couples mm-hmm. therapy and they had the couples from the past seasons like go to couples therapy and we get like a camera into their lives and into their like sessions because I know like couples therapy shows are a thing but I could see them kind of doing yeah. that with these kinds of couples or like love is blind couples that still exist the very few. okay 100% would watch that show first of all yeah. Um, if you ever wanted to watch a show similar to that on VH1, I think it was on VH1, there was a show called Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen, and it was like all celebrity couples. Yeah. It's a fucking amazing show. Incredible <laughs> I I show. 
yeah it's older and there's you know i'm not all of it ages perfectly Mm -hmm. but as far as therapy goes a lot of it it was actually like really interesting to watch i would absolutely watch that with these couples later on even the ones from like the straight ultimatum like that was honestly Mm -hmm. so good i rewatched it like recently because i just (laughs) can't get enough of the ultimatum currently i don't know but i would definitely be so interested in seeing like the follow-up journey from even Mm -hmm. yeah even like love is blind and whatever else you know netflix has done and i think they need to do that because i've been seeing a lot of like accusations on the internet about you know the contestants or I, I don't know, cast members being like pushed to their breaking points with things and being denied like food or water and like, just like really fucked up conditions. Yeah, especially and, like, love is blind. Yeah. And like needing a therapist probably on hand. So that would be like a good way for Netflix. I mean, they can't ever fix that. Like there's, I think a trauma that comes along with being on reality TV and not really knowing what you're getting yourself into until you sign all the NDAs and agree and put all these things on the line um but like it would be hopefully healing but I I don't I guess maybe with the nature of reality tv I don't know if it could ever be redemptive and also be like as entertaining as what the world wants like I think if it was a lot of people would be like this is boring (laughs) but I think it would be nice to see that because I think it could still be very like raw and real especially if it was like for sure edited the right way yeah I saw this tweet that someone was like, they would have just been better off giving these people money to go to therapy. (laughs) And I feel like that's a lot of reality TV. Oh, yes, exactly. (laughs) This show's like so bad, but so good. Like it's- I know. Even the format, like I'm going to watch the French version because like, is it a horrible concept for for like your relationship? Yes. Yes. Is it amazing television? Of course. So (laughs) I'm going to watch the French version. Maybe I'll watch it before- we do the third one so just so I can at least say if it's worth watching yeah. for people or not. Okay. So final predictions. Let's quickly go down. So Ozzy and Sam, I think are not getting engaged. Okay. I'm going to say that they are going to get engaged just so we have one person on each side. Cause I really don't know with them. I think it could go either way. <laughs> I think Tiff and Mildred are getting engaged. I think so too. I absolutely do not think Vanessa and Xander are getting engaged. And I think Xander and Yoli are dating, which means Mal and Yoli are also not getting engaged. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree. And then Lexi and Ray. I don't see see this one together. I mean, I don't really think Ray gave, I mean, (laughs) okay. Not to go back to astrology, but I'm pretty sure Ray is a Libra moon. So Mm -hmm. indecision with like emotions and all that stuff. I don't think they ever gave that clear of an answer about why she doesn't want to get married. Like she just kept saying she wasn't sure. She didn't know. It was like very vague. So I don't know. She's 27. Yeah. She's just like, we're 27 and 24. Yeah. And like, maybe she's like, she's a little bit younger. Like there's probably some things that we're not seeing on the show too. And like, we've seen how their relationship has played out on the show maybe Ray's just not sure if it's a forever thing for her um I don't know hmm. I think I don't I don't know I don't see Ray wanting to marry Lexi anytime soon because it just if she didn't want to before and like doesn't really know why I don't know if I see her knowing at the end of this you know what I don't think that Ray has seen enough growth in Lexi to hmm. have them get 
married. Like, I think Mm. the Vanessa thing is such a thing that I don't think Lexi's able to get to the place where, yeah, I don't think they're going to get engaged, not Mm -hmm. solely because of Vanessa, but like it is, it's kind of like an ego thing on Lexi's part. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I think that Lexi wasn't able to see past it in a way that's going to get her and Ray where they need to. So I don't think they're getting engaged either. Mm, Yeah. So I guess I don't think anybody's getting engaged besides Mildred and Tiff. Yeah. We're we're probably going to be super wrong, but I stand by it at this point in time. I'm I'm confident in it. The only one I'm not confident is in is uh, Aussie and Sam, but the rest of them, I'm pretty confident on our predictions. I think it could go either way for a lot of them, but also I think that's how it's edited. So I think our intuition might be right. Well, we'll find out in a couple of days. I can't wait yeah. to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So obviously we're releasing these as bonus episodes, but we kind of go off script all the time on our Patreon. So you should totally subscribe patreon.com slash Sapphic Survival Guide. And of course, you know to find us on all the socials at Sapphic Survival Guide, except for Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lee Regina, including my website, thelieregina.com. You can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform out there. Thank you for listening. Back for part three.